0: Welcome to the Personal Best Podcast powered by Jets Australia. My name is Bart, I'm the head coach of Jets Australia and we're coming to you live from the Sunshine Coast. To my left is the man that is now a TikTok sensation, it is Jacob Kettle.
1: Good morning Bart, Uh, something you should know guys, uh, the North Melbourne Kangaroos currently lost on the weekend to the bottom of the table West Coast Eagles and are now tied in last place. Another thing you should know is that follow us on socials and on Spotify all the podcasting platforms, and to have a good day. How are you this morning,
0: Bart? I'm not well after that comment. You don't know what it's like to be a North Melbourne supporter. Like if there's anyone out there that currently supports the bottom-of-the-table team for whatever sport, and they've been there for years and years and years, you know what it's like. Every week, there's a little bit of hope. Yep. But every week, that hope is dashed,
1: and yep. we was the, this was the bo- <laughs> This is the last chance. This is the last... You're like the last Jedi. It was like, that was the last... I know last chance so
0: hope. so get this right I was I was watching and I had to stop yeah I was. It, it was so it, I I tried to find the silver lining in most things can't okay can't in this one so I had to stop watching
1: and I didn't want to make I didn't want to bring it down to the this morning and down to everyone listening but I I ran out of things to talk about and I thought this is a good this is a good little jab for Bart this morning so yeah, hurts. to pipe him up let's go into the thanks and now i'm really
0: angry (laughs) actually i want to start the top of the podcast talking about things we talk about a lot strength training yep but for a very specific population right yep and so a lot of my friends are distance runners and, and endurance athletes and i used to a time ago i used to be an endurance athlete myself i used to love spartan races and half marathons and and all that sort of stuff right but when it comes to strength training to support your endurance training, there's a lot of nuance there that can either help you or hinder you. And here's what happens a lot, right? And if you're you know if you a distance runner, you're know, between 5, 10, 15, 10Ks, or a roller, a skier, whatever, if you're doing something for endurance time lengths, it's important to, to nuance your training. And so what I see a lot If people come in to do their strength training session And they're doing, you know, isolation movements, Stuff like leg extensions, leg curls um, Lateral raises, stuff like that For sets of 10, 15 or 20 Mm -hmm. Because that's what we've been told, right? To develop endurance, do higher reps But the thing is, with your sport You are doing so much volume So much endurance at your sport That when you come into the gym It's actually quite important for you to think about The other end of the spectrum And think about strength that is a good point. You're so, already doing the endurance side of things. Absolutely. And if you're coming into the gym to fortify your joints, get stronger, fire up your nerves, fire up those muscle fibers you don't often fire up because you're not sprinting. Those type 2 muscle fibers aren't getting activated as much as they should. Come into the gym and do exactly that, which means heavier weight, lower repetitions, and longer rest. I, I always know an endurance runner's on a good program. If they jump on the hex bar or the trap bar, and do it, doing a 5x5 five five or, or a 6x4. I know that they're on a good program and they've got a good coach because that is sending the strength stimulus, just not more endurance sort of stuff. And if you've never done it before, you know, get a coach, get them to take you through the basic heavy movements, a squat, a dead bench, an overhead press, a pull-up perhaps, and then take your time. The sessions that you do for strength, if you are an endurance athlete, won't, won't be... Like your running sessions or your interval sessions, you won't finish them in a pool of sweat, feeling like you've worked your heart out. You should finish. You should finish your workout feeling strong, feeling charged, but feeling like you've you know you've lifted something heavy. We're trying to affect the nervous system here. So, hot tip: if you are an endurance athlete,
1: lift heavy. Wow. Mm. Heavy lift, heavy and go. Well, I do that already, but I need to do the other side. <laughs> work on my endurance. <laughs> need
0: to do the endurance stuff. And that, like, that's yeah. It always goes both ways. Say, eh? if you're if you're a, a strength athlete, it is really important to look after your heart, and look after your health, and do that zone two sort of um, endurance training. Okay,
1: I'm switching gears here for it slightly mm. um, in the world of sport and in the world of money, um, and it got me thinking. Right, so Kylian Mbappe probably the best soccer player in the world currently. Yep. Currently plays for Paris Saint-Germain. Mm. He just got offered from a Saudi Arabian club, Al-Hilal, a one-year contract mm-hmm. of about 700 million pounds for the year, oh. which equates to over 1.2 billion dollars in Australian dollars. No. For a year, for a basic for just a year. Now this is the biggest contract ever offered to someone. And there's chances he's going to turn this down. No way, because he likes doing what he's doing currently. He's already on hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, okay, um, but I wanted to pose a question to you. But mm. now this uh, this works out to it works out to about to be about eighty thousand dollars an hour or <laughs> a minute. Or so. like the, when you break it down, it's absolutely crazy numbers. And it got me thinking: how much money would it take for you to stop doing fitness things? Oh.
0: What is your number? Wait, so wait, if I
1: on. was like the Saudi Arabian, you know, fitness gurus of the world said, Bart, come over here, but we you're doing too well. You're doing you're teaching the world too much. We don't <laughs> want you to give this knowledge to everyone. You have to come over here and just be quiet and sit on the couch and not do any, any fitness. What what's your number?
0: Well, can I walk?
1: I'll yeah, de- you can look, walk. You can walk. It's basic. It's okay. basic. You're just not doing Heart high training Yep. for the rest of my
0: life? Yep. Or just for that well, the length of the contract? Let's go
1: let's go a decade. All right. I have no ten idea. 10 year contract.
0: It would be, how much is that guy getting?
1: A bill. Two bill. Jesus. Now let's play, let's role play here. You be the Saudi Arabian uh, yes. people and uh, just ja- me.
0: Jacob, thank you for coming into our office today. We want to offer you a 10 year deal. How much? How, but here's the thing it's a blank check. How much
1: would you put down? Uh, probably, let's just go, yeah, f- five grand and 10 Macca's burgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it honestly it it would probably be. You give me a good contract, you give me a good, uh,
0: and this, this is to not exercise,
1: not right? exercise for ten years. Yeah, give me a million year, I'll, I'll do year? it. All right, that's bit, I'll bit, slob it up. It's a bit less than <laughs> But then, in ten years' time, I'm hitting it hard. I've got all that money.
0: Like how old are you now? 20, 20, 20. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. You'll, um, be, you'll, I mean, be, you'll be late 30s by the time you get out of that contract. Yeah, and um, st- fitness is my goal. There's still time. Yeah. And you'll be banked if we But that. luckily,
1: it's my goal still currently because I'm not getting any of those <laughs> can contracts.
0: You, can you still add the the, the Macca's burgers in there too? Yes. I'm sure you can sprinkle <laughs> that on top. That's brilliant. Speaking of soccer, mate. So, we're, mate, we, mate, we posted a TikTok video last week and it's gone outrageously or outrageously popular, viral, if you will. And so... I was looking at the comments and had a look at comments about other videos as well. Yep. And every now and then, I don't know if it's the same guy. Not sure. But every now and then, the name Nick
1: Pope pops up. Yes, I have heard I have heard that name pop up before. Do you know who Nick Pope is? Well, I had a little, a quick goog, because <laughs> I had to, I didn't know, I thought it was one of those things where you go, by God, Nick Pope, like it's like some kind of Cockney language, but mm. um, it's a real person, mm-hmm. and you know, he, what, he... Does resemble a man similar sitting next to me. So I, I did the same thing, right? <clears throat> so apparently
0: I look like this bloke. So I have a photo here for you, yep. and if you if you want to do your your technology production, mar- but mastery, you can put it up to the camera. If I'm going to stare directly down the camera. You're going to look at this and tell me if this guy looks like yours truly.
1: It's 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 pretty spot on, honestly. Like the hair, mm. I think you need to go back to your spiked front fringe, but and did it'll it, get. Did it. have that in your it it'll, it'll definitely go back to it.
0: So apparently, I look like this guy. The only the only other guy I've been told I look like was when I was like twelve. I didn't have my big big, big patch on the side of my face, but apparently, I looked like uh, Robert Pattinson well, from the Harry Potter. He film. is a
1: goalkeeper. How's how are your reflexes? Very good. I was a very good goal. Oh. There you go. Hey baby. That's, there we go. That's you've done it. See how that I caught well. that. So yeah, if anyone knows
0: Nick Pope and Nick Pope just wants to stand next to me for like I don't know five seconds, that might be a good time. So yeah, let's be the judge. If you did watch this on the um on the podcast or on social media or wherever we put it, write a comment, leave a review. Do you agree? Do I look like this guy? But I tell you what, whatever money he's on, I'd like to be on that as well. Yeah. So I imagine it's, it's, it's quite a it's bit. Hey. Absolutely. I want to bring up one thing for you that, um, Luke trainer from blah, blah, brother, right? So there's a new product out there. It's, it's a water bottle, right? We know what is important. We know we should be hydrating quite a bit. And in the name of hydrating this, this, uh, water bottle company has created scent flavoring the company is called scnt i want to get Mm. your thoughts on it and what you do is you get little pods and you put the pods on top of the noosel that you drink out of and you get the taste through smelling that pod so you can change the flavor of that pod by getting a different a different pod so you put normal water in the bottle put the flavored pod on drink it and apparently it tastes just like that flavor
1: but it's It's in your brain, isn't it? It is in your brain. It's a trick. It's not real. 100%. I like it, but I also fear it a lot because I feel like (laughs) I don't like getting tricked like that. And even if it's tricking me for my own benefit, (laughs) I'd say, what's going on here? It's just water. So
0: Jacob (laughs) loved loopholes. I like
1: loopholes. And then they get, unless they're (laughs) against (laughs) me. (laughs)
0: It doesn't work. So I am so I'm, 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 the, the bottle's like 50 bucks. I'm tempted to, to try it. But the, the, the bottle is just a normal bottle. It's the, you're paying for the bottle to hose the the scent thing on top. Okay. So I'm still, I'm um, So we might do a test soon.
1: So you're saying by the same instance, if I, we could do a, a DIY jobby of this mm-hmm. and just get our regular water bottles. We cut an orange in half. There he is. And just... Who cradle an orange to our nose whilst we drink the water, should it the have guy. the same effect?
0: That's why they pay you the big bucks, mate. That's that's a loophole
1: everyone can do. All right.
0: Speaking of non-loopholes, should we jump into some... Let's jump into some <laughs> real questions <laughs> here. It's, questions.
1: it's all all over the shops this morning, and I'm even... Mm. Okay, let's jump in.
0: There you go. <laughs> He's so prepared, he didn't bring the questions.
1: <laughs> Question one. Should I... D- what should I do if I'm not seeing any results? I train six times a week, eat well, and haven't seen any significant change in my muscle or body fat in a while.
0: So this, this happens a lot, right? People think that they're doing <laughs> so prepared. People think that they're doing uh, the right thing. And you know, they, they potentially could be. Um, but if if you're not changing, if what you're trying to do isn't working, something isn't working, right? Yep. And so what a lot of people normally do then is either sort of get the next crazy fat diet try and jump on that for a little while or just change things minimally you know just add two reps or or, or take two reps off but in in the instance of this person there's a few there's a few things we can take out of this firstly training six times a week is a lot right I, i don't train six times a week i think i have in the past but it's been for very short amounts of time because remember the changes that we want and this person's body isn't changing the changes that we want Happen when we recover, and when we rest, and when we adapt to that that exercise. Yep. And so the the answer to this question might not be something that this person wants to hear, but probably needs to hear it. Okay. Right? Um. And that that is just cut it down. And so it might be if you're you know if you're doing six sessions a week and you're doing high intensity stuff, lots of volume, you're sweating, you're always really tired after your session, <clears throat> your body's not changing, your, your calories are remaining about the same. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to take two weeks off. Yep, and this happens definitely. this happens time after time after time, right? And I still have to learn this lesson a lot. Is that if I'm pushing the envelope and I take a few days off, I'll always come back stronger and I'll yep. always come back feeling better. And psychologically, those two or three or four or six or seven or however many days I take off, it's it's tough because I think I should be doing more and doing more. But psychologically is different to physiologically. Your yep. physiological body is going. Yes, finally, I can repair the tissue. I can. I can balance out these hormones. I can fill my recovery. cup more, and so that's where this person might um might need to start. And It's also good to note that how many days you work out per week is irre- is irrelevant. Yep. Six days a week (coughs) means six days a week. I could train six days a week if I did five minutes every day or 10 minutes every day. Yeah, obviously. And so what what matters most is the amount of stress that you're putting on your body and conversely how much recovery you have to that stress. So to this person, if your body isn't changing, you're training six days a week. I'm not sure what's happening with your diet, but I, I would assume if you are training hard six days a week, perhaps you're not eating enough, you're not giving your body enough recovery potential. And so you can go about it two ways. You can cut the exercise down or you can start eating more and maybe ease off the exercise a little bit. Yep. and Or you could do both. My recommendation would be to take, take a week or two off and um, keep the calories about where they are, uh, about the same. Um, but then when you jump back into the exercise, start with three days a week, full body strength training and give yourself room to move and room, room to develop.
1: They don't sp- specify, usually people that train six days a week are very regimented and mm. very good at uh, scheduling um, but they could be doing the same types of exercises all the time no change no upping the weights no upping the reps um, and they're just really good at maintaining what they're currently on and pro- what w- would stepping back mm. a day or two a week change them at all even if they're just doing that would they need to change how they're training possibly possibly that but you could
0: see that it's hard to tell, but you, you could take off the one or two days training. You you, you would potentially maybe see a bit of <laughs> a bit of uh, progress or, yep. or a bit of a change, but mainly you probably just start feeling a bit better.
1: Yeah, you're feel, you're going into the sessions 100%. a bit more pumped up, so you can step it up a bit more. Absolutely. and then recover.
0: And here's a good it's a good opportunity for you watching or listening here at home. And if you are in this boat or even not, just have a think about the weights that you've been using for the past two three four weeks on some key movements and you know if they haven't changed it's time to do something different it's time to give a bit of novelty perhaps it's time to take a few days off maybe for some people we have to add another day on or perhaps you're right perhaps we need to change the movements that we're doing because remember the body adapts the body adapts to movement patterns and just because you like an exercise doesn't necessarily mean that your body needs it and i've been toying with this quite a bit at the moment from a coach's point of view and some products that we're, that we're developing. Yep. There's a fine line between what you like with exercise, what you enjoy, so sometimes, not all the time, and what you need.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I am a culprit of that as well mm. because I know what I like in the gym. I stick to that. I don't change it up as much as I should. And then if I did, if I, did I probably could see a lot further results from not even working as hard. Absolutely. of... Changing it up
0: yep so can consider this a bit of a um uh a marker in your fitness journey, and if you need to change things up, do it and then you can um you can take this later
1: Question two I have seen a number of pro power lifters round their back when maxing out. Is this safe? I thought the back was always meant to stay straight
0: this is this is an awesome question, right because for the longest time, if I saw any rounding in the back at all, yep, I would be like. Something's wrong with that form. That's wrong. We need to fix that. But I've come around to it, right? So what we've got to understand, especially, with, so let's just think about, let's just focus on a deadlift here, right? Which, which we are focusing on. If you see a bit of upper back rounding, that's different to lower back rounding. Okay. So if, if, if you want to be really simplistic about your back, put it in two sections. Your, your lumbar, lower back, and your thoracic, your, your upper back. And so if we see any deviation in the lumbar spine, that, the lower back, that is where the red flag should start to should start to wave, right? I don't want any movement there whatsoever. Maybe, maybe a little bit, perhaps on a one rep max, because let's face it, no one rep max is absolutely perfect form. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the upper back, I don't want excessive rounding in the shoulders, particularly if someone's already quite rounded forward. But if you train with a neutral spine, you go a bit heavier, and all of a sudden on those heavier lifts, that upper back starts to round just a little bit, I'm all right with that. That being said, it's always good for a beginner to try and learn what a neutral spine is first. Because we don't know what rounding is until we sort of find the middle. So you'll find a lot of trainers, myself included, if we're teaching someone how to deadlift or or even how to lift anything at all, essentially, We'll always encourage a neutral spine, midline braced, upper back nice and tall um, uh, and no rounding in the lower or upper back. <clears throat> but then as we develop it, we might start to see a little bit, think about gravity, right? You're holding a bar in your hands. As soon as that gets heavier, there's going to be a little bit of movement in that upper back and, and I'm okay with that. There are some pro power lifters that have quite an excessive round in their upper back.
1: They're that de- on purpose or because just the sheer amount that they're lifting? Great question. Imagine it's
0: a bit. Of, imagine it's a bit of both. Yep. Because you'll see them warm up and they'll, they'll still be in that thoracically rounded position, but um, but they've trained that. They know that they've trained that movement pattern, and their sport should, their sport essentially is very specialised. It's, th- it's three movements. Yeah. So, I think the the takeaway here is that lower back should stay nice and rigid. Midline should be nice and tight. I don't wanna see any deviation there. And look, there's a lot more to the deadlift technique than just rounding in the back. Like I see a lot of people do stripper deadlifts a lot where their hips shoot up faster than their shoulders. You know, there's it's a very technical lift. But when it comes to stabilisation, lower back should be pretty tight. Upper back can have a little bit of a round in, um, in, in heavier sets. But the name of the game is spine stabilisation and spine safety. So as long, if there's a bit of rounding and as long as there's tension, as long as that spine is being supported by the muscles... And then um, I think that's all right. Cool. You heard it here first or second.
1: Question three. What do I do if I miss my macro or calorie targets? Do I need to make up for them the next day or just continue as planned? It's a good question. It is a good question and it's
0: an interesting question. And again, this takes me back to when I was, you know, 25. Very neurotic about my training and, and my nutrition. and I used to actually get quite upset if I didn't hit my targets that that day. But I think it's good to just take a breath and understand that your body develops slowly. That one missed day in the context of a twelve-week phase or a, or a year even is a, a, a drop in the ocean, right? So you don't need to compensate. You don't need to go. Oh, I missed. It. So if you're bulking, you don't need to. I don't need to eat the four hundred extra calories tomorrow because I missed those four hundred calories today. Just um stick to the plan. Yep. Stick to the plan, stick to the macros, stick to the calories and don't think you have to compensate. There there will be an issue whether you're cutting or you're bulking, where if, if that happens, you know, three or four days a week, that's when things start to fall apart. Yeah. So, so don't make that one instance another instance the next day and the next day and the next day. We're still looking for consistency and there's a, there's a line between consistency and one missed day.
1: Yeah, I sometimes think about that with protein targets and if you don't train on a certain day or you just miss your protein targets, mm. what is this in the aspect of everything? Do I have to hit it today? <laughs> is it more important for me to hit this protein target on a day that I work out? Or if I didn't train that day, I don't need to hit those protein <coughs> targets. That's interesting, time.
0: isn't it? That's a really interesting conversation. And to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. Don't really know the answer to you. But in my head, here's my speculation: is that on your rest days, those should be more important to hitting your targets because that's when you're changing. That's when you're adapting. If you think about your tr- your training days, important to hit your carbohydrate your carbohydrate macros for sure because you need that energy and you need that recovery on the spot on that day. But in my head, it makes sense. On your recovery days those are the important days, but they're they're all important in the in the aspect of it. Maybe that's something we can have a bit of a a deep dive bit of a deep dive that's for sure and like if so if so if you know you're one of these people like I was when I was twenty five years old, and you know that you know even missing your protein by a gram or or carbohydrates by five grams or whatever, and you know that that triggers you, and that that causes a visceral effect through your body um again take a breath taking a lot of breaths today and just understand why that is you know and that's really not the relationship we want to have with our food we still want to enjoy our food yep we want to work towards our goals and and understand where that's at but you know being really neurotic over every single gram isn't a healthy thing in the end which is ironic because you try. it is
1: yeah it makes you healthy but correct mentally it does not make you healthy all the time
0: and there's a lot of stuff with nutrition that's the same like like alcohol, right? Alcohol can be really healthy if it's with friends and you're celebrating, and you know the the whole context around the the, the human experience, that can be a really healthy thing. Yeah, right. And it's it's a, it's, a, it's a similar sort of dichotomy with your calories. So, if you do get triggered, or if you do, you know, know you fall into that aspect of, of neuroticism when it comes to your calories, you know, take a breath, maybe have a talk to someone, and just sort of re- realign what you're doing and what you're what you're doing Cause Again, one missed day is a, is a drop in the ocean. Well, oh.
1: thank you, Bart. That was quite touching. <laughs> Thanks, a man. drop in the ocean of your fitness goals and, you know, you can't be your personal best without... Oh, tie it up, you
0: know that. man. And thank you for listening or watching uh, the show today. If you do want more content coming your way, make sure you do follow us. Make sure you do share the show. Leave us a five-star rating review. Jump on TikTok and see see Jacob's fame. It's gone, gone crazy over there. Um, uh, and do share this podcast as well. It means a lot if you share it on, on Instagram or what have you. And if you do want to keep up on all our socials, we're Jets Australia, J-E-T-T-S on all of the pipes. That's me.
1: That's you. That's me. Keep having a good day, guys, and keep living your personal best. Peace out. Peace.